0: Hello and welcome to the Crystal Clear Watchmaking Podcast. I'm your main host Luke, here with my co-host Jay, and today we're going to talk about the 5 watches that we would buy if we had infinite money. <laughs> anyway, how you doing today, Jay?
1: Good, good. I'm excited. I I, just, I it's hard to pick just 5 watches, but we'll see.
0: I know, if you have infinite money, I would assume you'd have infinite watches. Yeah. Right? Exactly. <laughs> but we have to have some limitation. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. I've, I'm excited about my watches. So it occurs to me today that um, nobody knows who we are. That's a problem. Yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure.
1: Okay, uh, my name's Jay. Um, I was born and raised in Canada. Uh, in a little town called Edmonton, Alberta. Um, our famed claim is Edmonton Oilers, for those of you who watch hockey. Um, did school there, got a computer engineering degree. I, uh, I should mention, all this time leading up to this, I was not into watches. I mean, as a kid, I had you know Casio watches, those calculator watches, Timexes, but but no mechanical watches. So then I go through school, uh, moved down to California, and um, get a job at, uh, being a developer, and then I just got into watches. I, I don't really know how. I probably just you know watching YouTube and saw some videos on watches, and here we are. I'm I I'm new to the uh, world of watches. I'd say, uh, relatively speaking, but very excited and just hoping to start a collection. And we'll be talking about that topic today.
0: Yeah, I mean. Sometimes you're at your most passionate when you're first entering something, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you said you're a developer, are you like a, a LAN developer or like a software developer? Or oh, anything? yeah, software developer. I work uh,
1: mainly with database, I program databases for um, a big medical hospital system here, so okay I the business
0: lots of regulation and stuff there the, right uh, yeah a lot of regulation a lot of
1: red tape but but a lot of potential um, as whoever's in the medical industry um, you may or may not know but there's a lot of room for technological improvements
0: yeah definitely now uh, I'm Luke uh, the other host here and um, I grew up in the Midwest and went to Uh, get a degree in microbiology from my undergrad then I thought beer was pretty cool so I went to Scotland and got a a master's in brewing and distilling and then I came back to the U.S. and I still think that beer is cool but I decided maybe not as a as a job for the rest of my life so then I went and uh, I'm currently getting a medical degree and we'll see how that goes you know Now, how do you feel about watch news, buddy? You want to do a little bit of watch news?
1: Let's do it.
0: Okay, so I'm going to copy and paste you a little link here, but you've probably already seen the watch, which is the Alanganzana Odysseus. Now, Alangenzana is one of my favorite brands of all time, frankly. Um, They're a German brand, make wonderful, wonderful high-end horology pieces, and one of the themes of Alangenzana has been to never use steel, they always use precious metals. Did you know that, dude?
1: Okay, but isn't steel? The steel is actually becoming in high demand right now. Like, like a stainless steel Rolex is like almost impossible to
0: get. Exactly, exactly. But yeah, you're. So,
1: but you're right. It's it's pretty common. Like fridges are made out of steel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically, along and Zana's wanting to get in on this uh, steel watch craze you know okay and so they made this steel steel sports watch called the odysseus now i had some concerns about this when it was announced and i have to say a lot of those concerns are not existent for me anymore what, well um, why
1: were you concerned what was well, your concern
0: my main concern is that what they're most well known for is their movements okay. which are just gorgeously made hand engraved balanced bridges um, you know Geneva stripes uh, right just the highest end finishing possible on a movement and so for example if they went like Rolex style and just covered the case back so you right. couldn't see yeah. that would just be that would just be not a long and anymore right you know what I'm saying it would just be a travesty that is annoying
1: and, from Rolex of all watchmakers
0: actually now I that know, you mention yeah. it I know. I wish that Rolex had more open case backs. They have a few in their like Cellini line or whatever, but yeah. in general, you can't. Yeah. So they still have the open exhibition case back on this one. Really well decorated, um, and it's a gorgeous watch from the back, which, in my opinion, is an absolute must from this brand. Right now, a lot of people were thinking that it would look like Royal Oaky. Um, you know, like a Vacheron Constantin overseas or something like that. And honestly, I have to give them a lot of credit. They did not do that at all. Um, and it looks a lot like a lot of other Alanganzana pieces, but where it kind of falls apart in my opinion is the bracelet, right? which just doesn't fit with the watch at all. Uh, it's just very strange the bracelet. Well, okay. Let me uh, ask you this:
1: Are you, are in general, are you a fan of like Jubilee steel oyster bracelets, or do you like NATO's? Do you like leather, like, or does it depend on the watch?
0: It it really depends on the watch.
1: Okay, so 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 you're not like you just don't dislike steel bracelets in general.
0: No, no, I'm not. Okay. I'm not just anti-bracelet okay. zealotry over here or anything. Okay. Um. Now, when you look at this guy, the the lugs look like Alang and Zana lugs on the side. But then it's got kind of the bracelet widens back out to match the width of the bottom of the lug, so that it kind of looks like an integrated bracelet, even though it looks like you could take it off and replace it. Yeah. And it just looks very strange, especially because like the lug doesn't actually match the height of the links in the center. So they're kind of doing integrated, but also not integrated in the design. It's kind of strange.
1: I think they're doing that on purpose, though.
0: Like I, I think, think they are doing it on purpose. I just feel like it's a mistake. And I, I feel like they're trying to get into this steel watch hype. You oh, know? for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like they should have done something slightly different. So, for example, like the the bezel on this watch is yeah. just like all Along and Zana pieces practically... It's very curved and, uh, and elegant. Right. I think that they should have had it be a flat brushed plane of steel on the top. And, you know, they're very well known for their nice blue screws, which they use in their, in their movements right. uh, on jewels as well. Yeah. And so maybe some blue screws into a flat, um, flat brushed steel top or something, just to give it a little bit more of a sporty look. And then these lugs instead of curved tops, if they had like flat angular, I just feel like it would look a little bit more sporty and this one kinda it's kinda not what it wants to be. It's it's in a weird mid place.
1: Yeah, I, I, I see where they're trying to go with this watch. Like you said, they, they want to get in on the steel. They're using that blue color because you know a lot of the really nice high end steel watches have that had blue, blue face. Dials, exactly. Yeah. it matches the coolness of the steel. But personally, I'm a fan of the bezel. I like I I, I like the way it's like kind of like angled there. Um, I'm a fan of that. But I, I think this is one of those common kind of watches where, and I, I don't know if you've seen it in person, but you got to see it in person. I think.
0: I think where I am with this watch is if you took off the bracelet and just wore it on leather or whatever. Yeah, it would look awesome. Okay. Totally awesome, and it would have no confusion in its. And its design, but when you add the bracelet, then it's kind of like, yeah. what's going on here?
1: Well, it, you know, I think it's they're trying to make it integrated, like you said, so that is all part of the, like like the Nautilus or something like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Anyway, a bit of a strange one from along and Zana. I feel like if they do an Odysseus two and work on this a little bit so that it's not in this strange mid place between sports watch and what they're used to you know high horology elegance yeah i i think that odysseus 2 i have a lot of a lot of excitement for but it'll be a while before that happens
1: so, so let me ask you this i see the price is uh 28, 28,
0: euros um, yeah yeah is that on their low end or high end of this brand this brand goes into the stratosphere, so okay. I would say this it's is... on the low end. Okay, it's reasonably on the low end for this brand. Yeah.
1: Okay, it's a nice watch.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, with that being said, let's move on to our main topic. Okay. Um, do you want to do you want to lead us off?
1: Uh, sure. Okay. Well, let's 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 clarify the topic. It's
0: okay. yes. You have you have okay. You, I'll I'll let you do that. Oh sure. Uh, so basically, it's five watches. Those five watches are your entire collection. We have infinite money to buy these watches with, and you can't switch them out in the future. Okay, and and and, you, and that's all you have
1: the rest of your life for these five.
0: Exactly. Now the thing okay. about this though is, I want to say that all of these watches, almost all of them, are very, you know, unrealistic acquisitions, and. You know, I uh, it kinda reminds me. Maybe for you. Maybe right, for, but, for me but I mean okay, for, for me you, I leaned yeah. into the infinite money thing. But okay. but what I'd say is is um, even though it might be very like high end Instagram y this topic, we're yeah. definitely gonna return to Earth, you know, in future episodes and right. sometimes it's just fun to see what what uh, you know the far end looks like before you live in reality.
1: Right. well the thing is if, if you have these five watches you still gotta live in reality you still gotta wear them so
0: <laughs> yeah it's just having five these five watches is unrealistic yeah. you'll see what you'll see when when I talk okay. about mine <laughs> okay <laughs> all right what's your first one buddy okay my first one is
1: I want to say it's an iconic watch um, it's the Rolex GMT Master 2 okay um Tepsy bezel i've i've been a, always been a fan of this watch this is this and my next watch are like my halo watch um i'd love to get my hands on this watch um it's i i like it on the steel bracelet i don't like the new oh before i just send you the link so we can both look at it but sure, I, yeah. I, I, I imagine know what it looks like but i shouldn't send you the link that i'm looking at i
0: have a feeling everyone that's listening knows what it looks like too
1: um what do i like about it it's a sport watch. You can wear it, a dress style. You can wear it out. You can change the strap. It looks good. I okay. L- l- let me first say, um, I have a fairly small wrist. I have a six inch circumference wrist. A six inch, like okay. all the way around. Yeah. And so that's fairly small on on uh, relatively speaking. So I like, you know, I don't, I don't, I I, I used to like Casio G-Shocks, which are freaking huge, and they just they're, they're massive. Just, yeah. They just look big to look to people like that's they just you know, just they're making a statement. But but nowadays, as I'm older, I like something that fits nice. You know, that doesn't mm-hmm. scream. And so if you have a big wrist, obviously you need a bigger watch. But at forty millimeters, I think this is like a perfect size for me. It's it's it looks gorgeous with a Pepsi bezel, and I just if 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 I had all the money in the world, I'd get this watch.
0: The interesting thing about uh about Rolex is somehow they always make, you know, 40 millimeters, whatever size it is, it always feels a little bit bigger, looks a little bit bigger than the actual sizes anyway.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But yeah, I think just the extra GMT hand in there just adds that extra little touch. Yeah. it's nice. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I think that's a good first choice. Now, I'm actually surprised because my choices are so ridiculously expensive in general, I thought that I'd be I'd be above on cost. But here we're going to go half the cost <laughs> of the GMT Master 2. Um, even less than half uh, if you take what you really pay for this, because you always pay over MSRP for a Rolex. Yeah, so, I'll,
1: I'll, unless you're somebody,
0: right? Yeah, unless you're somebody. So I'm looking at the Grand Seiko SBGA 211, which to all the people out there... They might know it as the Seiko Snowflake.
1: I've I've heard of this watch.
0: Yeah, definitely. So, this watch has the most gorgeous dial of all time, practically. It's, I mean, the texturing is really amazing. And if you see one in real life, or somebody is a particularly good photographer, it really will play with the light at any angle. It looks like a bed of snow that... Uh, I would say not a fresh bed of snow. It's kind of like snow that falls, and then a brisk wind goes and kind of <laughs> messes with the top of the snow. If that makes sense, that's so deep. It, that's yeah. <laughs> but that's but uh, that but that's what Grand Seiko goes for. I mean, they have watches for seasons. So exactly. So the Seiko snowflake. This is basically, when I am an ultra-rich ri- ultra guy, this is my grab-and-go quartz.
1: <laughs> this, is your, this is your daily, your everyday.
0: Yeah, and the nice thing about the Seiko Snowflake is it definitely can dress up, and it can dress down a bit, you know? Right. A bit of a flexible watch, um, and, you know, I don't have much to say other than I love this watch. The other nice thing is it's got the spring drive, which, of course, could be a whole episode on its own, but... That smooth seconds hand is extremely okay. sexy.
1: Okay, so can you explain what's different between, like like my, like, the, like my watch, GMT Match 2, is, I assume is not a spring drive.
0: It's not, no. Spring drive okay, is... Uh, yeah. What does that mean? Okay, so spring drive, I, I like these kind of questions because I think that there are, are a decent amount of people that are also asking those questions that when they listen
1: and and if, and if you go on this grand Seiko page, their main headline is a spring drive model in in capital letters so
0: right, yeah so Spring drive was basically the life's work of one of the engineers at uh, Seiko he worked on he had this idea and then worked on it for decades so this is a real serious uh orological development um, and it's only made by Seiko and basically what it is is he wanted to take quartz and mechanical and put them together. So the power is held by a normal um, spring, you know, just like in a regular one. So no battery. Okay. Right? Okay. And right. it's an automatic movement, so it's got the rotor that charges it. So it's very mechanical at the beginning right. of, of this movement. And it has gears going across just just like a normal watch. The difference is in the escapement. So normally you have, what is
1: escapement? What is escapement?
0: So an escapement is basically the one that all of these watches, probably on your list, unless they're electronic, are going to have. is called the Swiss lever escapement, which has been used for something like 200 years. Um, and we could do a whole episode on escapements, okay? But basically, okay. you've got a balance wheel moving back and forth that is okay. interacting with um, your, your escape wheel, and in between is a pallet fork that's uh, touching the spokes of the wheel and uh, pausing it as it goes back and forth. Okay. So anyway, instead of that whole complicated system, the way that the spring drive works in a very simple way is is that you get very small charges going through a quartz crystal that it's stealing from, I believe, the mainspring, but I'm not a spring drive expert. So okay. there's a very small amount of charge going through and then there's like a magnetized um, wheel that's controlling the speed. That is braked with like an electromagnet or something like that. It's a that's little, crazy. It's a, yeah. So so the power that's moving the hands is coming from a mechanical movement, but the thing that's deciding how fast that power exits is a little like self-contained self-powered no battery um quartz uh module so so uh, what you end up with as it says here
1: high, the high very high precision
0: yeah extremely high precision and instead of like a normal watch that you look at a mechanical one where it makes little ticks forward right um this one is completely smooth you can't see any variation in the speed as it goes around the dial I
1: I so yeah, I love that I think I think when I was a kid and first heard of Rolex or first saw Rolex, I think one of the biggest draws was that the second hands were so smooth. Yeah, like and that, this is ultimate like, smooth. Uh, yeah. yeah. So that's like, t- so, so, so correct me if I'm wrong, Luke, but Grand Seiko, I heard that Seiko, the reason they started Grand Seiko, their sole mission was to take on the Swiss
0: watchmakers. Yeah, I mean, like, you, it, that like, was their old mission. So okay. I think we should do a history of Seiko thing. But let me right. just say that Grand Seiko existed before the Quartz Revolution. Okay. And then it kind of went into hibernation as the Quartz uh, market completely destroyed luxury watches for a decade or so. Okay. And now it basically just came back out of hibernation. But we, we could talk about that. It's actually an awesome yeah. Uh, show talk. Yeah, Yeah, that's very interesting to me that, that Seiko had something like that. Right. So this watch... This $5,000 watch is my grab-and-go quartz, as as the infinitely rich guy.
1: <laughs> uh, now, now, let me ask you another thing. Grand Seiko has a lot of limited edition watches, correct?
0: Yeah. Is this limited? Could you buy this right now? Um, I, it, It's not limited to my knowledge, and there's a good amount of it on the secondary market. So if you wanted one, you could buy one right now. It's not okay. a problem like it could be with, with Rolex or anything like that.
1: Because, cause yeah, like the Rolex GMT, it's like... You, you, can't, you can't buy a new one at retail, like you said. Yeah. And I, that's a nice choice. Okay. I'm going to send you the link as I say it. All and right. You, I'm, I'm sure you'll have heard of this watch. I mean, it's, again, very famous watch. It is the Nautilus. Oh, Patek man. Okay. Philippe. This is... This and the GMT are, are probably like my two dream watches um there's just something about uh, now the designer of this watch is and correct me if i'm wrong is jenta i believe right um
0: yeah i think that's designed,
1: his name t- he designed a lot of iconic watches uh, from ap this one the uh, bulgari uh i forgot the name of this that the new bulgari one that's like super thin
0: yeah and you um, definitely can see his that it's him he, he likes right. this, like, case style. <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: But, but but okay, so his other one is the um, AP... Um, Royal that? Royal Oak. See, but I hate that watch. It's interesting d- even because though
0: they're, they're not so dissimilar.
1: I know, but I, I hate that watch, and I love this watch. It's The difference is so subtle. A, those little rivets around the bezel, I hate that. I, I, I just <laughs> don't know why people like that. I think that's one of the... I mean personally I think it's one of the dumbest things. The, this is I think is it's like,
0: supposed to look like like a port in like uh in the side of a ship, you know, I know like a porthole thing. As,
1: yeah, but so is this, but this doesn't have the rivet things. Yeah. So so like that Odysseus watch you sent. This is like that blue color which is just I think iconic. This 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 watch is I believe a $30,000 retail watch. Mm-hmm. You cannot get this um I don't know if you watched that show Shark Tank. Um, there's no, a guy no. named,
0: but I know the Do you... concept. Yeah. Oh, you yeah.
1: you know the concept, right? It's a yeah, bunch yeah. of, uh, on- millionaire entrepreneurs. Um, you know, anyways, there's a guy on there named Kevin O'Leary. He's a big watch collector guy. Um, mm-hmm. he, he waited 10 years for this watch, even being a millionaire TV really? s- star guy. Yeah. He wow, waited that's o- shocking. over 10 years. He cried when he got this watch. He, he literally cried. Wow. Um, this this he he, uh i've seen interviews of him where he said he he, when he has this watch and he goes traveling he gets cash offers for 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 double retail every time he flies on a plane and people see it (laughs)
0: it's it's is that noticeable this watch now he probably flies first class which is part of that probably yeah
1: (laughs) now now this watch uh, again my wrist is not that big, and this is the perfect size. It's very thin. I've not seen this watch in person, but I hear that it wears very small, and it's like it's almost as if it's like nothing. Like it doesn't feel like a thirty thousand dollar watch because it's so small and compact and light. Mhm. Again, stainless steel. It's it's one of the most beautiful watches I've seen. Just the date complication, and that's it. Um, again, it has the crown guards which i like integrated bracelet um it's i think most people wear this with the integ- I don't you know if, i don't even know if you can change the bracelet on this
0: that's why it's called an integrated bracelet no you can't change it
1: yeah i mean it's it's oh i think one of the most beautiful watches i've ever seen um it, but but everyone wants it now
0: yeah uh, so I, I've, I've got heard. a question for you and a piece of trivia okay so the question for you is are you going to wear the uh the cufflinks? <laughs> no, no, I think that's stupid. I think that's a
1: I think that's a money grab when you sell when you have accessories on the same page as the as yeah, the watch. The I, links, I think that's stupid. I think they
0: look silly. <laughs>
1: yeah. I'm sure they're nice cufflinks, but I, but you want the watch, right? Like
0: I, I, do you wear Rolex cufflinks? Are there even Rolex cufflinks? I, I have no idea. I have no so, idea. Now but, here's your piece of trivia. So the Royal Oak, you know those screws that you don't like? Yeah. They're non-functional; they can't be screwed I'd... in or out. <laughs> surprise, surprise! <laughs> yeah, because they're they're hexagonal heads in there, right. so there's no way to actually turn them. And but, there's but that de- is also an iconic watch, right? It is definitely, yeah. So yes. let me ask
1: you: Are you a fan of the? Ro- are you a are you a fan of this watch? If I were to pick
0: between these two watches, yeah. I would actually pick the Royal Oak. Okay, why? Uh, because I like. The bracelet better. Okay, but that's the bracelet. That's not the watch. Well, they're integrated, I mean, I mean the... so you have to take it into account. You okay. can't remove them. Okay, you know I didn't know the Royal Oak was
1: integrated. Uh, but are there more than one? Is there only one Royal Oak?
0: Or is there multiple different kinds of Royal Oak?
1: There, like there's lots models. of Royal Oaks, yeah.
0: But, okay. and, yeah. Just like there's actually multiple Nautiluses. But that's true. But the bracelets on them are pretty much all the same. And these, like, curved... Uh, center links on the on the Nautilus bracelet that are polished yeah Yeah. I don't know I don't I don't like them I like the Royal Oak with its flat brushed links
1: so you're telling me you would pick the Royal Oak just because the bracelet yeah pretty much so if this watch had that bracelet you'd be on this watch
0: yeah okay (laughs) I I think so maybe I mean the other thing that I I have to be honest the other thing uh-huh. that I don't like and this is nitpicky right but okay. the other thing that I don't like about the Nautilus here that you've linked is that the date window is has white it doesn't actually match the dial but if you okay. look up a Royal Oak the the date actually changes is the same color as the dial no matter what yeah
1: I I mean i i'm i I like the white because it it provides contrast so yeah it pops out for
0: readability i think the white makes more sense because it's the maximum amount of contrast with the text right but as far as just the looks of it
1: yeah i i I get what you're saying right you you could definitely see the similarities between the two watches like the shape oh yeah it's clear that the same guy designed both
0: (laughs) yes yeah
1: but that's that's. I mean, I love the, uh, the 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 face. How it's like got that. It's basically like three D because it's like got those lines. But then some. It's like, you know, some are higher than others. Yeah. Like embossed. The dial embossed. is
0: very d- dynamic on that watch for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Love it.
0: Now for for my next watch, uh, I have two things to say. One of them is here's the link, and you have to scroll down to the nineteen forty, uh, part of it. So here's here's the deal. Um we're actually going to be posting all these links so that you could see exactly what we see, okay? So that's <laughs> yeah. all that's all in the show notes and I probably should have said that at the start, right? Okay. But if we go to the 1940 part of this, this is the Radiomir from Panerai 1940 case. So what's going on here is what okay so, saying... for,
1: so for those listening sorry to interrupt you Luke yeah you're good you can just on the top there's a timeline so you can just click the 1940 you don't have to scroll all the way e- to exactly yeah. so just FYI
0: so what I'm saying here is I want literally this watch from the 1940s <laughs> so I'm going for a vintage watch here as my second choice but do you want
1: it as if it came to you in 1940 as a new watch, or do you want it looking like this? No, I want it looking like this. Okay, so you want the patina, you want the age, you want the wear.
0: Yeah, otherwise i just buy a new one. They make them like pretty much exactly like this new. Okay, I didn't know that. I, yeah. Okay, so they still make them. Okay. Yeah, so here's the fun thing about this watch, okay? So, first of all, this is my diver. So if I'm going to the beach or whatever, I'm going to throw on this radium ear. Now, the fun thing about this watch is, is that... This is called Radiomir because this is back when they were literally putting radium on the dial to get it to glow. (laughs) Wow. So they are still radioactive today, just as much as they were when they were made, because um, there's a very, very long half-life for radium, of course. And I just think this looks... What? Does that expose you to radiation? Yes. Okay, that's not good, right?
1: (laughs) I'm I'm no scientist but you tell me.
0: Right. So what my understanding is that the amount of radiation isn't so bad. Okay. Like yes radiation but not all radiation is bad. So like okay. as you go out I don't I don't I don't want to tell you things to quote but it's something like if you're just like outside or just living a normal life there's enough radiation just coming from the sky like from the cosmos or whatever. That's true. That you're mm-hmm. going to get like two x-rays per year or something like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I heard if you go on an airplane, you're you're exposing yourself exactly. to radiation
1: too. So. Yeah,
0: you're getting like multiple x-rays or something yeah. on, an, on, on an airplane. So what I'm saying is, is if this radio mirror gives me one more x-ray per year, <laughs> is that so bad? <laughs> you're cool with it. Hey, <laughs>
1: yeah. hey, it adds up though. You have a phone. Uh, that gives you radiation. You
0: have Wi-Fi everywhere. That's radiation. Right, but that's elect. That's that's not. Well, you know, the jury's out on whether or not that kind of radiation is actually dangerous.
1: <laughs> okay, I know that that's off topic, but
0: I'm. I guarantee you, or not
1: guarantee, but I'm pretty sure in like ten, twenty years they're going to find out it is bad for you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But with this watch, we know it. This is a yeah. dangerous watch. <laughs> <laughs> now, the interesting thing about this watch is that. Even though all the radium is still just as powerful as when it was put on, these watches don't glow now. And the reason why is because they mixed the radium loom. The other part of the loom was some like cubic zinc crystal, whatever. I don't know exactly. But basically, the radiation would break down those crystals and cause them to glow. Oh, so, interesting. So all of these watches with radium, which are also very hard to get across country borders, <laughs> yeah, because they have like radiation checkers and all the ports of entries and stuff. So you can't just ship around bombs, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so this watch is extremely rare because it's the original nineteen forties. It's basically a museum piece. It's radioactive. <laughs> And when it gets serviced before coming to me, because, of course, I'm going to demand that as the multi-trillionaire that I am in this scenario. Yeah. I also want the, like, cubic zinc whatever thing reapplied on top very carefully <laughs> so that it glows again.
1: <laughs> okay, so so you mentioned earlier that they still sell this watch in the present day, right?
0: Yeah, without radium, if okay. that's the question. <laughs> but they still call it mirror. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> a nod to the history, and it's, okay. and the case shape is the same. Okay. Now, when you think Panerai, most people think the Panerai Luminor, which has the gigantic um, crown guard on it, and yes, that's very yes. Panerai. But yeah. I, want, I want this thing. I think this it's, thing is going to be less obnoxiously huge, way more historical. This watch is awesome. So, a couple questions. It yeah. doesn't say on here, how, how, how big is this watch? Like, what's the size of it? Um, I think this one's like... Because this is when they were actually doing military, so they didn't care about size and comfort. They were thinking more like legibility, immediate, you know? Uh, yeah,
1: but at the same time, older watches were smaller, too.
0: So. Yeah, but like a like Flieger Type B from this exact time as a pilot's right. watch was like 55 millimeters across. <laughs> oh, yeah? Holy... <laughs> yeah, so this guy, though, I think, with without doing any research... I think it's like forty-five or something. Okay. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, How much is one of these things going to cost? Well,
0: I have literally no idea.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, because this is like museum piece item. Okay. So I have no idea how much it would cost, especially to get one in the nice condition on this website. Um. So, so, so this is the this. This is the
1: first watch of the watches we've been going through that I've never even seen or heard of before. I want to ask you, Luke. How did you find out about this watch?
0: I don't know. I just. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, I already knew about it when we were thinking about making our lists. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. I just I just thought
1: I just thought if there was some story behind why you picked this watch.
0: It's just because it's like the most awesome vintage diver I can think of. <laughs> okay. And I wanted my list to include a diver for sure. It's nice. All right. So, what's what's your third watch, buddy? <laughs>
1: okay. So, my third watch is the Bulgari Octo Finissimo watch. Um, here's the link. Nice. I'm not sure if you've seen this one before, Luke. Uh, it is. I don't even know. Is is this is this is this brand Italian? I I just I just like the watch. So I never really dug deep into the brand.
0: I I mean but... I think it's Italian. I mean. It's called Bulgari, which ends in an I, and then this thing is called the Octo Finissimo, which sounds pretty Italian. Yeah. <laughs> I, so. I'm, I'm, I, I, I do think that they are Italian. But so, nobody quote so, me, all right? okay. right? <laughs> I'm actually not a huge brand guy, but uh, I do know okay. brands pretty well.
1: So this watch is, again, I, it, it, a piece of trivia that I heard was that it was also dev- uh, designed by Genta.
0: Yeah. Um, I was going to say this is not so far removed from your previous watch.
1: Yeah. And you've um,
0: only got 5 watches that you can ever wear forever. Are you sure you want the same designer on two of them? <laughs> yeah, because th- this I mean,
1: that's how much I love this guy. This okay. This, this I, I and 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 I actually had a chance to put this watch on um, a couple weeks ago. Oh. Um at a AD um it's a $17,000 watch. It's very I think it's like one of the thinnest chronograph GMT movements, I think that's what its claim to fame is. Um, it's not—it's not stainless; it's titanium, mm-hmm. so that's it's that's light. nice. It's light, very and light, thin. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like uh, you can kind of—you can see the picture. The bracelet is almost like the uh, width—not which width of the face itself. It's almost like wearing just a bracelet, not even a watch yeah it's 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 a
0: wide integrated bracelet yeah yeah you you have to love the bracelet because it's not going anywhere either
1: (laughs) yeah exactly i mean this is like this you you can't put a nato on this thing if you go to the third image um on on that on that image scroll bar on the left you'll see how thin this watch is Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's it's it's
1: almost as thin as the strap um it's it's and this is actually not hard to buy. A watch. I was at the 80, and he had it for sale. So, it's out there. It's. I think it's a gorgeous watch. It's different than anything else I've seen. It. It doesn't look like a traditional watch. It's. It's. It's almost. To me, it's almost looks like a Gotham style kind of look on it. It's like very sullen um, Art Deco.
0: Yeah, you know what of. it reminds me of it hmm. it reminds me of like retro futuristic. Exactly. So yeah. When people thought that they knew what the future would look like, they would design yeah. something like this to put in their future movie. <laughs> yeah. Cuz you know
1: a Rolex watch 10 years from now is still going to look like the Rolex from now. Yeah. It's just just that's just the way to 100 it's look years
0: pretty. from now I'm I'm yes. actually kind of I, I believe it won't be different. <laughs>
1: exactly. A Submariner, you'll be able to look back at 50 years ago and still, it's still look very similar, whereas this is like completely out there. And and, and I think that leads to a, a bigger thing where it's, I, I think it's nice that this does these designers are pushing the design forward instead of like watches are gorgeous. I mean, part of the reason why people like watches because the vintageness of them, but I think there's also something to be said for pushing the design forward. Um, Oh, I'm a hundred
0: percent with you there.
1: This 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 design is like, it's it's up there. Um, I love the color. It's, it's. What, what 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 do you think about it, Luke?
0: I think it's a nice watch. the The one thing that this watch very strongly pushes for is to wear it and just not even be aware that you're wearing it.
1: Yeah, it's so yeah.
0: light and thin. Yes. I mean when you've got a titanium bracelet like this, when you think metal bracelet you think heavy, not with titanium.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Titanium's basically got the best of both worlds. It's it's strong and light.
0: Yeah. I mean some people don't like watches that are too light because they feel yeah. inexpensive to them or something like that, but
1: and and, and there's something to be said for that. Um, you know, the heft of something gives it a feeling of, you know, value.
0: Right. But th- this 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 has the value built into how well it's made you know i mean i think it's i think it's obviously a good choice
1: yeah i mean i mean the fourth picture it's got the uh transparent case back you can see the movement it's 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 not just a great design but the 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 engineering you got to do to get that movement in such a small case is just something to behold in and of itself i think
0: yeah, if if you're a watchmaker and you want to work on an ultra thin movement, you actually have to go through additional training because things right. change when you go ultra thin. So for example, right. you could pick up wheels and just picking them up, you can be bending them slightly.
1: Oh, cuz they're that delicate.
0: Yeah, they're very delicate. So you can you can be bending wheels and bridges and stuff if you're not extremely careful with these these things.
1: Right this is probably one of those right there and and ironically of my three so far this is the easiest to obtain
0: it is although you actually other than your other than your uh your rolex they haven't been too bad to attain really other uh,
1: how about the nautilus that's like impossible to obtain
0: well if we're including like pre-owned okay okay uh, it's not too bad
1: no, yeah, okay, but pre-owned, it's just just how much you're willing to pay.
0: Right, I I'm I am a pre-owned guy, by the way. Okay. Yeah, I'm 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 okay with someone else wearing it, especially if it's making it cheaper.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, but but you're but some a lot of these watches, the pre-owned, there's gonna be the secondary market markup.
0: Yeah, because it's not really pre-owned. They're just buying it and reselling it immediately. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So my third one, I wanted to make sure that I had a great dress watch. Okay. Okay. So when I'm at my uh, fancy uh, dinner with my supermodel wife in my <laughs> billion dollar home, hey, or, hey, are you saying
1: are you saying money equates to a better looking wife? Is that what I'm hearing? I'm not saying
0: that. Oh, okay. I'm saying okay. that availability goes. Availability can increase though. You know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so mine is and I just posted it for you buddy is the 1815 Alanganzana Tourbillon
1: I had a feeling you'd go back to this brand
0: (laughs) Yes I I do love this brand and I wanted to make sure that I had one on my list so retail price for this is $200,000 so it's a good thing (laughs) that I've got infinite money uh, in this in this setup. So it's got a 60-second tourbillon with a blue hand on it, so it's acting as a 2nd uh, subdial. That's um, crazy. It's got uh, steel blue hands, uh, which is a, a very Allanganzana thing to have. And I think that one of the very small touches that somehow makes this watch really awesome is to have the complementary red with the blue hands at 12. All the okay. all the numbers are black except for twelve, which is red. <laughs> yeah, and it's an extremely clean dial, um, and just a gorgeous watch. Now, if you were to scroll down, I believe you could see the movement on this thing. Oh, actually, no, they don't have it posted. But we'll just we'll just say it's an Alanganzana The movement is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> if you look into the case back as well
1: yeah I, I, another interesting thing i i want to point out is the case is made out of platinum that's a new one yes a, it is a list. platinum
0: case but i i like having like a silver it's kind of stealth wealth in a way because a lot of people would assume that it's stainless steel <laughs> stealth wealth that's a, that's a nice term Thank you. I did not invent that. I'm not taking credit for that. Okay. But it's kind of stealth did you, wealth Did you just way. come up with that term? No, no. That's, okay. that, is, okay. that is a well-known term. You just,
1: you just got it in there pretty stealthily. No, <laughs> no, no, no pun intended.
0: Yeah. So, I think it's stealth wealth in that way. I don't like um, white gold, because what white gold is, is it's just gold with rhodium plating. Okay. So it can wear away, and then there's just yellow gold underneath
1: (laughs) but but white gold is pretty popular in watches though like rolex has has white gold watches like cases
0: right but when that white gold case is a hundred years old you're gonna have some yellow gold peeking through (laughs) that is a fact but this you could wear this for a hundred years it's platinum all the way through baby so right no problem with that the other thing that makes this kind of a stealth wealth watch and you nobody would know is it's not like a Rolex. You know, you have to be into watches before you know that an Alanganzana is worth something. You know what I'm right. saying?
1: Oh, for sure.
0: So this, despite this being an extremely expensive watch, you're actually not flexing that much. It is right. for your own enjoyment in what the best can bring you.
1: Very understated.
0: Yeah. So this is I, this is my choice for dress watch.
1: I, I noticed on the dial, uh, just very something... On the on the 12, three, and nine hands, there's like a little three dot thing on the on yeah the, the minute outer track has dial
0: yeah.
1: I don't know what that is, but it's nice. The other thing is, it's a good thing you're rich because it's, it says there's limited to hundred timepieces.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So there's
1: only a hundred of them, and the that's that's insane. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now here's another thing that I wanted to say about this watch is. There's, in high horology right now, there's a huge push for uh, silicon hairsprings. Um, Okay. And the reason for this is because they're very... Silicon hairspring and silicon escape wheel and silicon pallet fork are are often changed. And the reason why is because they don't need any lubrication. Okay. So they just basically run forever, hypothetically, without wear. Now... This one you'll notice if you zoom in is that the hairspring is actually traditional. It's not silicon and the oh. escape wheel is not silicon. And so
1: when you say traditional, what material is that?
0: It's actually like some fancy alloy because hairsprings okay. are still very like fancy because they have to make a special alloy so that it doesn't uh, change its length with temperature very much so you don't get crazy timing changes. Okay. So traditional still is is sort of high-tech in a way. Um, okay. But uh, this does have a traditional escapement with no uh, fancy materials. And I actually like that more because let's say you're in the future and, you know, watches have fallen back out of style or something, right? Yeah. And so nobody's making silicon hairsprings in this yeah, far- like- Far-flung future, right? Right, right. Um, this is something, yeah. This is something that can be serviced in the future with traditional watchmaking techniques, which are very well known. And so, that... I feel like that gives it some longevity in a way.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have even thought of that. I mean, for two hundred
0: thousand dollars, I don't know who would be thinking of that. But that's a good. <laughs> that's a good. Uh... <laughs> the other thing about these hairsprings is that the silicon ones. If you're a watchmaker and you're getting way into it, you can actually, like, mold the hairspring by grabbing it very gently with your tweezers and taking yeah. kinks in and out of the hairspring to make the timing better, whatever. That's, okay. that's more than I do, personally. Hairspring is very delicate, and I haven't gotten to master it yet. But point is, is you can do that with these hairsprings, with the silicon hairsprings. If you start pulling on them, they just shatter. Okay. So, I don't know. Basically, I like the tradition that this tourbillon has, as compared to a lot of tourbillons that are on the market today.
1: You, you know, I yeah. You know what's interesting? Speaking of the tourbillon, if you look at that picture of the dial, this is an OCD thing, but you, you, you know that that there's two screws by the eight and the four. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. But they're not aligned. Yeah, like, I see
0: that now that you're, look- that, you're, that you're looking at it. There, that is so, very strange. That's weird for
1: a two hundred thousand dollar watch.
0: Yeah, and that might not actually be the case in, in the production model that you buy. It's a very interesting thing <laughs> that you point out, though.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, those two should you should, they should, they should you should be able to make them. But anyways,
0: no, I'm with you on that. I would I would want them lined up. I've got infinite money. I want lined up screws. <laughs> but I I do this is a brand variant to into that sort of thing i would i would imagine that these screws would actually be the same on a production model that you get yeah because this I, is probably I, I a picture imagine. of a um of a prototype a
1: prototype but uh, yeah if you go in the product specs on, on, on that uh, engineering drawing they're lined up actually which is interesting
0: yeah exactly so i imagine that it will be on one that you buy
1: anyways that's that's just a if I was spending $200,000, I would be wondering what's happening.
0: Yeah, you'll notice that this is also a thin watch at uh, 11.3 millimeters in thickness. Yeah. That's pretty it's... thin for having a tourbillon in there, and it's a very golden diameter, in my opinion. I like 39 millimeters, 40 millimeters. This is 39.5.
1: Yeah, I like that.
0: All right. So what's your next watch, buddy?
1: Okay, I'm going to send you the link right now again not a super expensive watch but i actually this is actually a realistic dream watch of mine okay um i actually before i even get into it put a deposit down for this watch you did okay so i'm in line to get one hopefully some sometime soon ever since i saw this watch it's just I, i love it it's just it's... I mean, Tudor is like... I guess the... Tell the people the what brother. the watch is. Okay. okay. <laughs> that's, that's true. Okay. I, we have to look. Okay. It's the Tudor Black Bay 58.
0: Okay.
1: Um, it is essentially a Black Bay, but it's like got the smaller dimensions because that's the size they made on, on the vintage Tudor. So it's kind of like buying a vintage Tudor, but like a new one. And mm-hmm. so... It's got you know the rose gold. I don't know if it's rose gold, but it's gold. Uh, you know, um, dial, um, bezel. It's got the red triangle up top. Um, there, there, there's no other complications. It's, it's not a GMT. It's just got the time. Right. Um, I like it on the stainless steel bracelet and. I, again it's like the gold like like you mentioned the, the the golden size is 39 millimeters which is i think is perfect for me mm-hmm. um it's 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 not that expensive and um but it but it's tutor so it's not a rolex um you know you wouldn't be buying this as an investment it, the tutors are not known to like you know Appreciate i'm sure there are anything, tutors yeah, yeah that, that skyrocket in price but um it's it's a really hot watch actually um if you go on the watches re- subreddit, a lot of people have this now. Um, I, I, I personally, I think it's going. I, I mentioned that Tudors don't really appreciate in value, but I think this watch might actually be become more famous because I think that Tudor might actually come out with more watches this size because the size is so nice. We'll see when when I actually get it. Uh, we'll have we'll talk about it a lot more.
0: <laughs> right. I mean, who knows how long that line really is.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I told the guys, like, okay, is this a year two years? Because I want my deposit back and it's over two years. hmm
0: And so, what'd they say?
1: They said, um, yeah, it, he said it definitely won't be that long.
0: But Oh, definitely won't be that long. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a Rolex line. That's yeah. for sure.
1: Well, I mean, Rolex, is they don't even let you get in line for a GMT, so.
0: Some... Some ADs will put you on a list, but the list isn't real. They'll oh, put you on a list. They'll be like, yep, you're on the list. Good job. And then it's just like the rich guy who's bought a bunch of stuff and requests yeah. it, he's the guy who gets it in reality.
1: Yeah. Uh, d- uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, that's kind of dumb, but that's another topic. It's definitely another topic. <laughs> ADs right. in itself, another topic. So so I, what are your thoughts on this watch? What do you think?
0: My thought is that you are really liking bracelets
1: <laughs> I do uh, yeah
0: you've got two integrated bracelet watches and I have a feeling you want to wear this one on a bracelet too don't you I do but but
1: but but this this one like I said you could change the bracelet on it it's it, it it's not an integrated bracelet so you can take it off and put another straps on
0: right I also feel as though for a man with infinite money you're yeah. very conservative with spending it <laughs> like, my previous watch cost as much as probably your whole list does, I'm starting That's to feel. True. That's true, but,
1: but up until your previous watch,
0: those two, uh, the Panerai and the Transeco, were, aren't that expensive. Right, well, we don't really know how much that Panerai would cost. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Especially to get some watchmaker to, you know, risk his health to relume it for me. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, anything buddy. else to say about your Black Bay?
1: Um, no, I just... I just can't wait to get it. It's it's a, a gorgeous watch. I think it's and and I'm excited to get a, a Tudor watch. I I I, I think I think they don't get enough press. They just they're 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 overshadowed by Rolex.
0: And they, and they always have nice will watches. Be, I feel yeah.
1: Yeah, but I, it is it was you might know this better, but was it started by the same guy who started Rolex? That's what yeah. I Yeah,
0: Hans Wilsdorf started them, and he kind of took like. He took Rolex cases, and then he put cheaper movements into them, I believe, is, is what the setup was. So, you,
1: so is that true to this day? Is it still a cheaper movement? No, no. Okay. Yeah. It's Rolex just the brand makes now.
0: their own movements, and Tudor doesn't get their hands on them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if... I think they've disentangled financially, but I'm I'm not sure. I don't, I don't want to speculate on that too much, because I'm not an expert on it.
1: Okay. But suffice it to say that they were both started from the same guy
0: definitely that's what it's like it was like the value
1: rolex i guess
0: yeah exactly that's what he was trying to do there he's trying to soak up some of the lower part of the market without taking away the high-end um feel of the rolex name so he didn't want to go too too low with the rolex and cost
1: exactly because yeah you don't want to you don't want to diminish the rolex name by coming up with a cheaper
0: um, a cheaper watch yeah Yeah. yeah i mean he was very ahead of his time thinking about that kind of thing i feel
1: right yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: All right. So my next watch has already been uh, posted to you. I so see, I see it. This is a Breitling Navitimer 1952 um, with the Valjoux 72 movement in there. Um, and so we're talking original. Now, when the Breitling Navitimer first came out, there was a short run of watches before it was fully released. This is part of that short run. Once it was fully released, it was called the uh, 806 was the model number for it. Um, okay. And this one is before the 806. So, this is basically the first nav timer. And I wanted to put a pilot's watch on here um, so that I could... While, while I'm on my private jet going from, you know, <laughs> business meeting to business meeting, I can be properly uh, themed. Right. Right. So... <laughs> So that makes sense I know yeah I'm, 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 I'm imagining my insanely wealthy lifestyle while making this list <laughs> with, with your supermodel wife right exactly right. so now I'm not sure what what watch she's wearing maybe that's a that's a topic for another day <laughs> so so this watch is a Nava timer I mean for people who don't know what it looks like just look at it. it's crazy so basically pilots wanted to have a watch where it could do pilot-related calculations as they were flying. And so it's got a slide rule uh, bezel, so you rotate it to do calculations. And I don't think anyone that wears these watches has any idea how to actually use the bezel to do math. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, besides the pilots at the time. Right, like my father growing up used slide rules in in school. Oh, wow. So, okay. hypothetically, maybe he could figure out how this watch works, and when you buy one, there's a, an actual manual that will teach you how to do all the calculations that it's <laughs> capable of. So it's right. got a hella thick manual for a watch. But this this one I like just because it's very historical. I feel like your other pilot's watch... I mean, there's a lot of historical pilot pilot's watches I could have used. I could have also picked the, uh, the Flieger Type B uh, from germany but that thing is 55 millimeters across as i was saying um also radioactive for the original right. ones
1: you, you, you have a thing for these radioactive watches
0: right but i didn't want two <laughs> radioactive watches on the list and right. I, those would also be two watches that were from the axis powers which i feel is just right an overrepresentation <laughs> in my list of watches.
1: And, and, and that's just too much radiation for, for one list.
0: Yeah, I want one I want one X ray per year, not two. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like this is a pretty darn awesome pilot's watch. Um of course, I felt like I should go vintage with this and my reasoning is is that the Navitimer has had a lot of different versions come out over time, and so they've strayed back and forth a lot. Whereas, like, if you buy a Rolex Sub today, and a Rolex Sub, you compare it to a vintage one, the dimensions might be a little bit different, but there's no question what's going on there. Whereas the Navitimer, it's come in different colors, it's had indices, it's had numerals, it's had, you know... They've really done a lot of different dials over time, so I kind of wanted something that... Really felt like the original, and what better way to do that with infinite money than to just literally buy the original?
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know what I like about this watch, and and this this might sound kind of weird, is that on the on the on the face, it doesn't even has say bright, bright light on it. Like it's no, like it doesn't. You know, because usually the brightling's the present day ones is it has a huge like line that says brightling, like it's like big, but yeah, just says ones, an timer
0: yeah i like that and i believe that's because this is before the 806 i don't i don't want to okay. be quoted on that once again because i'm not a huge expert but later navitimers pretty quickly had the Breitling name on them okay whereas this one just had the logo i think rolex could get away with that just put in the crown like this oh for sure yeah <laughs> but they always yeah. have the name as well but uh, it's, it's, it's is
1: Breitling Swiss? It's just a Swiss made, so I'm assuming it is.
0: Yes, yes, Breitling is Swiss.
1: Okay. Yeah, what, what? on one of the pictures, they have the case back removed, and it says Breitling on the movement.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah, we don't get to look in the back of the movement on this one. That's that's the downside. Uh, yeah. That's what I my longings on is for, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess when you're flying a plane, you don't have time to uh, take off your watch and look at the back of it.
0: <laughs> exactly. Also, you've got so much slide ruling to do on the front. Yeah, you're 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 doing. You got plenty to look at. (laughs) So so, do you have any idea of the cost of this or? This is another one that's really hard to, because vintage, you know, things can get swingy. It's not. There's no MSRP. It's more like, what are you willing to pay for this right now?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is something. I mean, any kind of vintage watch you could find at a garage sale exactly are, are like or
0: you could some, find it at some like high estate uh like yeah. auction house you know yeah at the same yeah. time so yeah it's it's hard for me to know exactly what this would cost but let's say not cheap
1: yeah yeah i mean even the picture of the one they got it's but it's pretty worn
0: yeah i mean it's not it's been around for 70 years so it's got a little bit of time on it <laughs> yeah it's a very nice watch so you've only got one left now if this is also an integrated bracelet made by the same designer you know (laughs) we're gonna have words (laughs) no
1: I I, I definitely don't think you're gonna see this one coming
0: okay ready I'm ready
1: okay now this this watch is a very obscure watch that not many people have heard of
0: oh my god (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, it's, let me just say it's the
1: Apple Watch, but and I know it. Okay, a it's obviously not uh, a mechanical watch. It's you know, but it's 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 the best selling watch there is, and also because this list, you have to live with these five watches, and and I and with myself being an Apple Watch owner, and having an iPhone, I, I think it's it's a must that you have
0: this watch in your lineup. I mean, wait, isn't that a collector... downside? Sorry, isn't that a downside? Because like this thing will become obsolete twenty years from now. Probably won't even connect to your iPhone twenty years from now.
1: Uh, yeah, well, uh, yeah, that's true. But I mean, in the present day, th- this is. It, I guess it depends how
0: we're defining the list. If are if, you allowed if... to update your Apple Watch in this list? Is that the way that it's happening? Yeah. <laughs> I think we can allow that since it's way less expensive. <laughs>
1: Or, or, or if this list is like, we're getting all these watches at once 10 years from now, then I would just get whatever the most updated Apple Watch is.
0: Right. I think that's fair. You could buy Apple Watches for the rest of your life to stay up to date and not yeah. be the cost of some of my choices. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: So, I mean, that is a downside of the Apple Watch is that they're, they're, they're almost like a disposable product now because they come out every year. Right. And it's like, you got if you want to stay up to date, you got to get the latest one. But there are huge advantages to an apple watch there's things it can do that you know a mechanical watch will will never be able to do uh and and i think one of the underrated things of an apple watch is how easy it is they made it to change the strap it's that's one of the biggest things that like any normal mechanical watch is you can't do it just you know in seconds which you can do with an apple watch
0: um i agree but the interesting thing is since Apple watches are kind of like worn by non-watch people in in a way, it's yeah. rare that I actually see somebody who has changed the strap from what it came on. That's true. You know what I'm saying. But but at, but, but uh, it is
1: easy it, to change. There's no question yeah. about that. Yeah. I, and, and and I think that's a revolutionary thing. That that's not something that uh, you know that other watchmakers couldn't do. It's Apple. You know, came up with that's that's not a digital kind of invention.
0: Well, other watchmakers do have uh, quick release spring bars. I don't know. That's true. That's, 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 it's not a strong But it's still argument. a spring
1: bar. It's still, yeah. I mean, but you need yeah, no tools. It's
0: it's, it's very yeah. easy. Have you used one? They're awesome. I have them on all my watches.
1: Yeah, I, I've used them.
0: Yeah, they're great.
1: Um, and what else was I going to say? Um, there's a wide variety. Oh, the other thing is you, you said a lot of non watch people wear this watch, right? But it gets
0: people into watches, if that's what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. That's
1: what I was gonna say. This this has brought, I think, a lot of people into the world of mechanical watches, like, ironically enough. And and that's big for the industry. Um, the the designer was Jo Joni I- Johnny Ive. John Joanie Ive. He's he designed, he helped Steve Jobs design um, the iPhone. Mm-hmm. This was this was his baby. Um, he no longer is at Apple at least not in a uh he's more of like a, a consulting role now he, he doesn't design at apple anymore but i heard that this was his he wanted to get this right before he left and so this this is a big money maker for apple now it's 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 the best the the most popular accessory for the iphone
0: i'm hoping that our viewers have not stormed off in anger please still subscribe <laughs> to our podcast <laughs>
1: It is still a watch. I mean, I and I guarantee you, a lot of our
0: viewers have an Apple Watch. That's probably true. And are probably wearing one right now. Now, H Moser and C, have you seen this thing? I'm I'm just posting it to you quick on Skype. This is just a slight off topic, but they made like an Apple Watch kind of joke watch. <laughs> oh, that's cool. <laughs> it looks like an Apple Watch, but it's a real mechanical watch and <laughs> very nicely finished. Um, okay, yeah, it looks nice. So Apple Watch is your last one there.
1: Yeah, and it's because uh, again, we re- you have to realize these five watches are the only watches we have. So if I don't have an Apple Watch in this five, I cannot wear an Apple Watch though.
0: So. Right. In which case, I'm not gonna have one. I'll, I'll I'll just give away. My next one is on Apple Watch, but okay. my last one here, this is basically the watch that convinced me that mechanical watches are heckin' awesome. Okay. So here, cool. I'm going to post it in here for you guys. This is the Deep Space Turbillon by, I don't know how you would say his name, Vianney? Vianney Halter? So it's wow. it's got a domed sapphire crystal that is insanely domed. It looks like you are <laughs> literally have a bubble on your wrist, okay? My understanding is that the more domed a sapphire crystal is the more difficult and expensive it is. So this is maximum difficulty and expensiveness. <laughs> it's practically a hemisphere. And then in the center of this watch is a triple axis tourbillon. And it kind of rotates over time. So it kind of looks like you've just got like a satellite sitting in the center of your of your wrist. And um, the... It's insane. Yeah, the hand and, and uh, minute markers... Those are instead of being driven from the center like a normal watch, they're driven from the outside. And uh,
1: oh, that's crazy! I can see that now. I was gonna say, How do you read the time on this? But now that you mentioned that, I can
0: see it. <laughs> yeah, so this is a absolutely bananas watch. Um, when it was released, it won way too many awards. And this guy is he's a heck of a watchmaker, but he's kind of like my understanding is is he's not with any brands or anything too much. It's just like him, maybe a few other people working together to make his own watch designs. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. So so let me ask you, is he what is he is he German? Is he Swiss? Do you know like what
0: Ooh, that is a, a good question that I hadn't even considered. Because I feel like at this level of watchmaking, I don't even care where it comes from. <laughs> right. You know right. But, I, but
1: but a lot of people are like what? Are care? Oh, it's Swiss made. It's German made. It's whatever.
0: Yeah, that's but. a really good question. I guess I'll just look up the answer really quick. This watch is not even necessarily my f- my favorite of all time. Like, massively complicated, cool looking. Like, when it becomes watchmaking to such an extent that it doesn't even look at a look like a watch anymore. If that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. There's other watches like that that are really cool. But this one is what got me into watchmaking. Where okay. I saw yeah, it and so I was like, this is so cool. I want to take apart watches now.
1: <laughs> so, so it has significance for you.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, so let me ask you, in your
1: rich... And this is also
0: $200,000 for people who want to know the prices. Yeah,
1: okay, that's crazy.
0: <laughs> in, in what
1: situation would you wear this watch?
0: Uh, I I I feel like I would just pull it out randomly and just wear it, just to, to show you. people, <laughs> just to look yeah. at it myself, honestly. <laughs> so this guy graduated from the watchmaking school of Paris in 1981. Okay, so I guess I'd call him a French watchmaker.
1: It's not not to take away anything from the watch because it's. It's an exquisite watch, but you can tell this guy is a small-time watch buyer because this website it's on, and this is this is an official website. very <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I, I mean, th- this is like a like the the picture is not even like that high res for a two hundred thousand dollar watch, and it's like he's got a picture here of what looks like a comic illustration with like the Terminator thumbs as spaceships flying away I from
0: Earth. I mean, <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> I'm hundred percent with you. It's so silly. But it's like... what I will do is I will post in the show notes and I'll give it to you after this after this, but uh a YouTube video um okay. of this watch in action. And it okay. is absolutely insane. I'll make sure that everyone has access to that.
1: Yeah, I'm sure that's that's a big selling point of this watch, because there's all static pictures in here. But yeah, it the tourbillon is just front and center on this thing. Yeah. But again, no 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 see through case back, no transparent case back. No. Uh, because all watchmaking is really on the front, on this watch. Yeah. Yeah. But the crown isn't. It's got like little thing. I don't even know what those are. They're not rivets, really, but
0: <laughs> they—they're like little, like cogs. Like it looks. Gears? It kind of looks like a potato that's growing stuff out of yeah. the. <laughs> for, for those unique. who who haven't looked it up, I literally cannot explain what this crown looks like. Oh, oh, you know what it looks like. Um. What's that guy that is always mentioned in, in like brain anatomy type classes, psychiatry classes, um, that had a like a railroad spike through his head? Oh, I don't know. Phineas Gage. That's his name. <laughs> this looks okay. like Phineas Gage times 10. <laughs> He's just got a bunch of railroad spikes through this. Yeah, uh, it, it, through but this but I mean, the grip on that thing must be phenomenal. <laughs> You're not gonna accidentally let go of it. <laughs> yeah,
1: but you know what else is funny? Now that we're on this, now that I'm looking at this, I mean that that leather strap just does not seem like it's like a, a leather strap for two hundred dollar thousand dollar watch. It's just just it just looks like any strap you could buy.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know how crazy you can get with leather. Right. I mean, it could. I think maybe what you want instead is like an alligator leather strap. Maybe.
1: Yeah. Yeah, but I mean the strap is not the main focus of this watch.
0: Oh hell no! <laughs> yeah, like it. For anyone listening, this watch is insane. You have to look it up. The Deep Space Turbion. <laughs> it's a hell of a watch.
1: I, th- I, th- I think we had a nice mix of stuff. I think, like like we had said, my stuff is more mainstream. A lot of steel bracelets. Yours is a lot more out there. <laughs> Definitely Vint- vintagey. Some would say radioactive. Um, <laughs> yeah. Literally harmful to your health watches. <laughs> so hot, it's radioactive. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm glad we didn't overlap. That That's a good thing.
0: Yeah, we, we had talked before the, sh- the show started and you were concerned about that. And I looked at yes. my list and was like, nope. <laughs> you know which watch
1: of yours stands out from the rest of them? Is the Grand Seiko. Yeah. Because that's the one that I would like that I would gravitate to on your list.
0: Yeah, I I feel I felt like I needed to have a grab-and-go Quartz, even as a excessively wealthy man. <laughs>
1: right. Because <laughs> Quartz just screams wealth. <laughs> it does.
0: Although this is custom-grown Quartz oh, yeah, in the Seiko yeah, yeah. whatever factory. On the,
1: on the Seiko farm.
0: Exactly. The Seiko Quartz farm. they're they're literally there's got to be something like that because they grow it all in-house right yeah they do and for these grand seikos they also like put electricity through the quartz crystal for something like a year to make sure that it doesn't change its vibration uh (laughs) due to like stress or age or whatever that's that's like that's q a right there exactly yeah so they're they're pretty nice quartz crystals let's say (laughs) not your average quartz crystals so, is there anything you'd like to say before we start wrapping up? Uh, no. I, I, let me I, let
1: me ask you this: Which of my list were you surprised at? Were you liked? Were it that, that that was that that you disliked?
0: Well, you besides know, the Apple Watch, because I know. <laughs> well, you know the thing is, is our listeners don't know us yet, but I, I know you a little bit now. So when I saw right. it, it, it made me groan a little bit. But also, I wasn't too surprised. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like I'm yeah. starting to know Jay. I guess... Oh, man. We had also had a private conversation where you had talked about the GMT Master. So that did not shock me at all that it was on there. Okay, yeah. I guess I was surprised that you picked the Patek Philippe Nautilus, which is a totally cool choice, but then an also kind of similar Octo Fenissimo. That's what really yeah. stood out to me. Okay. But
1: I, I think these lists tell us a lot about, like, as a watch guide, the watch you wear tells a lot about you. And I think that's one of the big drawing points of watches.
0: Yeah. So what does your list tell tell people about you? <laughs> about me? Um, or should we interpret each other's lists? <laughs> yeah.
1: I think that's that's the, uh, okay, f- f- like you said, and, and I didn't even notice until you told me, uh, the steel bracelets, I gravitate towards that, which is true. You, you gravitate I, obviously you're lean a lot more to the vintage side than I do I don't have a single vintage watch right that's a fact the, the, the Black Bay 58 nods to the vintage look but it's a modern watch so yeah but,
0: yeah but you have a, a touch of vintage in your list yes. for sure yeah
1: but, but, but you heavily lean into vintage which is good I mean vintage is a huge part of watches I mean you go in any kind of watch form there, there's a vintage there's vintage like it's it's you know not everything is buying from an ad brand new
0: right yeah the other thing um with your list is is there's nothing there's nothing crazy on it that's like yeah. oh like nobody's ever heard of that thing before yeah <laughs> type type watch Where, where's
1: yours where's yours i bet you happily like, many viewers have not heard of the deep space the deep space terminal <laughs> yeah
0: that's a crazy watch yeah. Like
1: the, the the closest deep space they've heard is probably Deep Star Trek Deep Space Nine. That's where that's the only deep space I know.
0: Alright. And I guess the other thing now that I'm looking at my own list is I feel like some of these watches they they're not just watches for for like especially with the last one, it's a watch that's about watchmaking yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's not a watch for just general consuming or whatever. Like watchmaking yeah. is the focus.
1: Yeah, like like it could it 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 doesn't even have to tell time and it still be you know a great watch because that's just it's just not about that at that point.
0: Yeah, and the it, the 1815 Tourbillon is is that way too. You can of course see some very nice watchmaking from the front, but when you flip it over, it just gets better uh in that sense
1: you oh that's the other thing you, you do like tourbillon you do like your tourbillons
0: there are two tourbillons on this list yeah i was yeah. gonna have just one but i felt like i couldn't leave the deep space tourbillon off the list because it's an important watch to me personally even yeah. though i'll still never own it
1: <laughs> the, the, the the thing about tourbillons like they're they're just so like I don't know what the word is, but they're like almost like show offy. They're like the centerpiece of the watch whenever there's a tourbillon. Like you would never have a tourbillon inside the watch which you can't see.
0: Actually, it depends. There's some vintage stuff where people were very like pure watchmakers, and they were like, "That's just to make the watch more accurate. Why would anyone want to see that?" Like George Daniels has a bunch of tourbillons in his watches, and you can never see them through the dial. And he's like the oh, most really? famous watchmaker of all time.
1: That's that's insane.
0: Yeah, I kind of like. You know what? I'm not going to criticize George Daniels. <laughs> I think he is, he is <laughs> correct on his own designs.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's the other thing about our list. I would say my stuff is a bit more understated, whereas you have some real like showy pieces. Some of them look pretty crazy. Yeah. Which is which is which is fine. I mean, when you have unlimited money, you should.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I, I like that you that you sympathize with that. so let me do a little bit of housekeeping of course if you are not subscribed to this podcast we are going to talk about every topic we're we're obviously going to jump off of the insane watches that nobody's ever going to own uh topic so that we could be a little bit closer to to your life to our lives to real life reality yeah and we have a um a YouTube channel, Crystal Clear Watchmaking, and that has some watch reviews so you can see the watches directly. And uh, that's definitely a completely different uh, content source for you than what you get here. So I, I would suggest that you go there as well. The other place is, of course, the Crystal Clear Watchmaking Instagram. Um, and other than that, I don't know, maybe we'll pick up a Twitter at some point. But for now, those are the two we'll places get- you should go
1: we'll get all the socials at some point
0: yeah, at some point we're going to have 10 socials and it'll it'll just be our life to yeah. update our social media posts yeah. <laughs> but for now we're keeping it a little bit more low key
1: and, and if you guys have any suggestions out there let us know Absolutely. I'd love to hear
0: alright well I look forward to seeing you next week to all of our yeah. listeners we'll see you next week as well and it's been a wonderful chat
1: have a great week guys